Yeah, Friday! Hey, happy anniversary, Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. This is Sincha from Atlanta. This podcast means so much to me because it is a masterclass in consistency. I appreciate the honesty, the transparency, and even the deep encouragement to keep going. You are making an impact. Your voice matters. It is relevant. It is honest. And it is exactly what we need. Happy anniversary. Keep going. We appreciate you. Hello from Jenny in Central New York. I listen to Donato every Friday and so look forward to my Friday walks for this reason. Donato is such an inspiration and tremendously helps me maintaining. Between his podcast and Facebook group, he has built a community, one I can't imagine living without. Words can't express my appreciation for all Donato does. He makes the difference between success and failure. Because of Donato, I choose success. Congrats on your podcast anniversary and all you've accomplished. Looking forward to many more podcasts. Thanks for all you do, Donato. Hey, Donato, it's Sherry. Happy podcast anniversary, mister. So excited for you. It's hard to believe it's been three years already. My gosh, time flies. Jeez. Anyways, let's get into this. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. So my share goes back a little bit further than the birth of your podcast. You have been an inspiration to me since September or October of 2018. It was a few months into my Weight Watcher journey when I happened upon a man in a baseball cap who would post his walks on Connect. They weren't easy walks either. He visibly struggled, but he always showed up for himself, and he shared it with everyone. At the time, I was struggling with a lot of pain from my own walks and attempts to run. I was still quite large and pushing myself to gain strength and distance. I was always in throbbing pain. Some days I wanted to quit from the pain and wondered who I was trying to kid. I doubted my abilities a lot. Then I'd see a post from you, and I'd get my ass out there and go for a walk, even if it was only a half a mile. I would go walk because I saw you walking. Not sure I ever told you that before or not, but now you know. (laughs) So now, when you see me walking the miles, doing the crazy-ass stairs, going on runs, the hikes, any and all of it, know you helped get me there. Yes, I did the work, but you inspired me to keep going many a day. It's been amazing to watch you grow and shrink all at the same time. Watching and hearing you mature, you pushing through so much, never giving up, taking risks, creating stepping stones, sharing your life with the world, bringing people together, accomplishing you. Yes, you, on many levels. From the bottom of my heart, Donato, thank you for being you, for helping me, for the tribe, the friends, and family I've made along the way because of you. So very grateful and so very proud of you. Happy anniversary. And Joanna, give that man a big ass hug for me. And thank you too, girl, for being the woman beside that man. 
Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 154 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. We are at the anniversary episode. And, you know, funny story. <laughs> so I decided to do something a little different this time. Um, and I wanted to make a segment where you guys would have the opportunity to ask me any question about anything whether it was just to get to know me as a person, my personality, or if it had to do with uh, weight-related, whatever you wanted to ask. And when I created this idea, I never for a second thought I would have a huge response. But boy, did you guys come out. Um, there, there were so many questions that came in that it kind of forced my hand here so for the first time ever, this is going to be a two-part episode because I didn't want to cut anything out of any of the content of this episode. Otherwise, this episode would be so long, no one would ever finish it. So I'm deciding to cut it in half. We'll make it a two-part episode. Next week, we're going to address all of the questions you guys put up on. This way, it'll give you more time to post more questions if you want to. If you thought you were too late, you can keep posting and because I got another week involved to work on the questions part of it. So we're going to push the questions to next week and in, in part two of this episode. But for this week, I have the pleasure of being joined with a special guest. My studio coach, Terry, is going to join me. So quickly, we're going to run down the statistics here, not much has changed calorically, but a whole lot changed on the scale, and I'm not sure why. I gained four this week. I'm 165 pounds down. For the month, I'm down 0.6. I'm 10 pounds away from 175 and 35 pounds away from 200. I have no idea what happened to make me gain four pounds this week. The three-gain rule is in effect, and we go on to next week. We will see what happens. But for now, join me in welcoming to the show my studio coach, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi. <laughs> First of all, happy anniversary to your podcast. Thank you. Um, I've said it many times before, and I'll say it again. The day you and Joanne and Giovanna walked into those Carl Springs doors, I was blessed to meet the most amazing family and human beings. Thank okay. You. And you are doing amazing things for so many people, members of WW, members of other programs, just people in general. And you are the voice that I couldn't speak in the past, <laughs> and you are the voice that people don't want to speak and people need to hear. And so keep on doing, Donato, what you are doing because you are changing lives and helping people in so many ways, and I am so, so, so very proud of you. From the bottom of my heart, I feel like you're a proud mother of a child. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So we got a couple of questions uh, that I want to have a conversation about. But first, tell everyone who's listening a little bit about yourself, your journey and how it progressed and how you became a coach and, and where you're at now. 
Okay, it's a long story, but I'll try to keep it brief. So I was a Weight Watcher member back in 1968. I was 11 years old. That was my first experience with Weight Watchers. It was, um, for one, I remember the pink card. Uh, some older people like myself can relate. Liver once a week. And if you wanted to have ketchup, you had to make it out of tomato juice. And if you wanted a sandwich, you had to slice the bread in half. And you had to have evaporated milk. You, know, you couldn't have regular milk, etc. cetera. Um, that started my journey. And then I'm not exaggerating. After that, bout with Weight Watchers. And I don't even remember if I lost weight or not. But I was this very chubby fifth grader at the time. Um, probably around 18 or 19, I rejoined again at some point to lose weight. And then thereafter, I would say at least once, if not twice a year, till my 40s, until I finally got to Lifetime. And I, in the back of my mind, I said, maybe one day I can work for Weight Watchers. And that day did happen. Um, I was asked if I wanted to train. They didn't know what position, and it ended up being a coach. And that was when Weight Watchers in Broward County was uh, Miami-Dade, and it was privately owned. Um, so I started my journey working for Weight Watchers. It will be 25 years ago. I worked for them as a coach or a leader at first for 23 years. So, um, and it took me on and off rejoining and joining just like so many other people out there to get it right. And I didn't even get it right when I first reached lifetime. I was eating better, eating healthier, but using a lot of fat-free, processed, diet products. And down those 23 years, I evolved in my health journey to where I'm at now, I'll say. And I've made a lot of changes along the way. It didn't happen overnight to my eating now, um, where I thought I was eating healthy before. Um, you know, I, I've just improved along the way in my health journey. That's great. <clears throat> So, okay. So I had posted this morning a question. I said, let's have some fun with this. And I said, ask me anything. It doesn't have to be weight related. Um, just any question you want to know about me or whatever. And two people asked very similar questions. And so I'm going to read them both. Um, I wasn't really given permission to use last names, but uh, Joan from Facebook and Brandy with the blue eyes from Instagram. So Joan asks, if you were asked for input to Weight Watchers, what would you advise them to do to improve their program? And then Brandy asks, what has been your favorite plan aspect of WW so far in your journey? Is there anything you wish you could have them change in the future? So not exactly the same question, but very similar questions because the answer is almost the same to both of them, at least in my mind. So I'll let you go. What would you, what would you say uh, in, in regards to these? What would I say that I would like to see happen? Yeah. Well, I'd like to not see them involved with medication. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I'm very much against what medication um, people can change their health journey by changing I, I hate to use the word diet but you know by changing their diet and what they eat right 
or should I say people like to do what's easy yeah. and that makes their life that makes their hard. life hard right exactly and that, that makes yeah. their life hard they're not willing to do what they need to do um, and they want to take the easiest way out which really in, in essence makes their life hard they don't realize what it's doing to them um, so I would like to see <clears throat> um, Weight Watchers get more involved and they do try to teach the nutrition aspects but um, Weight Watchers is great to start people on their journeys, but it's up to people from there to evolve. I agree. Unfortunately, over the years, no matter what, the advertisements for Weight Watchers, and I can say this now because I don't work for them anymore, but the advertisements for Weight Watchers are saying, oh, it's all about you can eat this, you can eat that, and it's when you're it's in your points and enjoy life. And that's true. But if you're really interested in um, or you're on this journey for health, not just to lose weight, but of course that will happen, you really need to make some serious changes. And it's not about getting in that Whopper or getting in that wine and cheese and, you know, enjoying that stuff. It's about looking at the nutrition facts. So if I could see Weight Watchers making changes is to really um, not just do it in the, co not do it in the coaching sessions, because I don't necessarily think coaches are, um, they don't even know themselves in some of it. You know, they do what they can fit in with them. I, I might be, or there may be other exceptions, but I've always been nutrition bound and health bound because I worked in the health field. Um, and somewhat I do now as well. I'm worked in the hospitals. I see how bad health can be. And, and lifestyles can be the way people eat. So if WW can get more involved in gearing, uh, hooking up people with a nutritionist versus a doctor that's going to prescribe medication because their blood work shows diabetes, um, that to me would be more beneficial. Nutrition for health, not right. just about points and fitting it in. You can live your lifestyle and lose weight because people truthfully that, fit in what they want to eat and not all looking to change their journey health-wise, if they don't continue that way, eventually the weight's going to come back because they're not really making changes to what they're eating. They're making it fit into points right now. <clears throat> when they stop doing that, they're going to go over their points. So, Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, um, in my progression of everything I've been doing, the one thing I could say I've learned most is that I have to stop worrying about pleasing my tongue and I have to start worrying about what my body needs. Cause if you give the body what it needs, the body responds the way you want it to. Um, this go ahead. very true. However, <laughs> um, I'm a person that loves to eat. Okay. Right. And I mean, you can see by some of my posts and things, you know, I do eat. Um, I think food should taste good so that you want to eat the healthy things. So if you can make the, the things that what your body needs and what's good for you palatable, you're more apt to say, hey, I can eat that. I can fit that in. I can make those choices versus the other because this food is good and it's really healthy for me. I, can, I could get behind that. <laughs> I can get behind. No, the you're not going to eat cauliflower rice, no, no matter how. No, you I'm not. It, no, not even a little bit. <laughs> <You> never know. <laughs> never. Not as long as it smells like that. 
<laughs> uh, Listen, my said he wasn't going to eat the way I do a year ago, and now he does. <laughs> Almost not quite as not quite the way I do, but now he does. <laughs> you know, I mean, I I have slowly, uh, as you said, that evolve is the perfect word because there are so many things I used to eat, and when I look back, like so many of them, I just eliminated because I felt like I made the connection later that eating these foods, even though they were low points, even though they were, cause everything I was going after was low points. Um, they were causing me to want to eat more. I felt like they were really, there was something in them that made me want more. It was one wasn't enough. Like the snack bars, the granola bars, whatever they are. That it's even, called the pleasure trap. Yeah, it's called yeah. the pleasure trap. That's yeah. exactly it. So there's a book about it, but that's what it's called. It's it, it gets you to want to buy more, eat more of it. It, it, they have think tanks of people out there for ads and for taste to get people that just the right taste that they want more. Um, and I mean, I'm not going to say I don't eat some of that, you know, some of those things, you know, but it's so important. And I, too, you know, did the same thing until, you know, I gradually started making changes. Same thing, eating the points that bit in you know, to have that snack, but realize they're not doing for me what I need. Right. And, uh, I, I realized that the more processed the things that I'm eating are, the more I crave them right after I'm done eating them. I, I could literally just finish the last bite. I never feel satisfied. I never feel like I'm full. I just want more. And, um, I have eliminated the overwhelming majority of my, you know, more, overwhelming majority of my tracker is filled with foods that either uh, had a mother or came from the earth. <laughs> um, and that's the way it should be. You're right. And that's a hundred percent, a hundred percent on processed foods, Donato. It, it is addictive. They it, sugar, fat, salt, addictive, and they make it that way. So you keep purchasing the products. And the, but the I one mean, thing they say, we're all get, we all fall, fall into that category to that that, you know, catch. Right. And the one thing they say is, well, at least what I've heard, if it has more than one ingredient, it's automatically processed. So there are things that you're going to eat that are processed that are, I mean, I, I can't see myself ever getting rid of cottage cheese because that's, I mean, that would be processed. Um, well, it, it, that's not true about more than one ingredient that is processed, but to some degree, you know, I mean, unless it grow, grew from the ground and basically you're eating cauliflower or you're eating what you won't eat, okay, <laughs> or broccoli or grapes or apples and things like that, you know, it's, it's I won't say processed, you know, but um, it, there are foods that are packaged that are not processed, okay, considered processed. So like tofu is not it's not considered a processed food, tofu. Unless, of course, you're buying the tofu that's teriyaki flavored or some other flavor. Right, right. So, but isn't isn't stuff like bread always processed no matter what? Well, there are breads that are processed, yes. Okay, you're talking about the white bread, the whole, the wheat yeah, bread. Like sliced that. bread, there are, yeah. Right, there are breads like, say, something like Ezekiel, sprouted bread. Okay. It's semi-processed but it's not if you're if you're looking in the and i'm not vegan but if you're looking in the vegan world they will eat ezekiel bread okay because it's sprouted bread it's made from all natural products so um it's not considered like a white bread or a white wheat 
or a whole wheat bread that's processed. Okay. Okay. So there, so I guess there are certain things that will, will qualify regardless. All right. It makes sense. Um, another thing I'd say, I, I would love to see WW look, if they have the money to purchase, I mean, this is just my, how I feel. If they have the money to purchase an entire company that deals out in drugs, um, I feel like they can put a either a DEXA scan machine or a uh, in-body scan machine that basically would give the education to the consumer of there's a lot more to you, the person, than just the number that we say you you lost weight, you gained weight. There's a lot more. Here's two pages of information of what your body is made of. And when if people get one of those like once every two months, you know, three months or once a month, whatever it is, they would suddenly start to realize that there's more to this life than that scale. And maybe I didn't see the scale number move, but look at what's going on inside my body and the education that goes along with what's going inside your body. But it's when you um, you're just sitting there guessing through anything, you're going to go in, you're going to go out of your mind at some point. And, but when you have some sort of education, like two months ago, I was this percent body fat. Now I'm this percent, but the scale number hasn't changed much. It suddenly takes the power away from the, the one number we all pay attention to. And it makes you start to see your overall uh, body's health. And what good is getting to a number? If you, if I was too, if I snap my fingers and I'm 200 pounds today, what good is that? If I'm 50% body fat or 40% body fat, a hundred percent agree because the goal for people besides the scale and, and we're all victims. We all fall victim to the scale at some point or another. Um, you know, it gets to us, but I don't ever see, but who could say, I can't say ever. Cause you never know WW doing that. However, I think it would be great if they offered something. Um, if you were a WW member, that you have access at a reduced rate, say, you know, uh, to disinformation or something. I don't see them putting in those scales or that kind of thing. But you never know what the future will hold if they feel that that's what's going to make them money because, you know, it, it's still a business and it's about making money or saving their business. Um, I think that's why they reached out to this telehealth with medication. Um, and I'm glad I'm not working for them now since they did that. But... <clears throat> I think it's a great idea. I think you're going to have members that really don't care. They're just going to care about the scale. Right. Especially older members. Younger members now might be interested in seeing that, hey, I've reduced my body fat 10%. And that's important because when it comes down to it, you really want to be at, um, I don't really like that they use these BMIs and stuff like that, but you really want to have, um, a healthy BMI. That's what your goal should be um, uh, uh, in a health because, you know, people get told they're obese all the time um, because they're 25 pounds overweight because, and not necessarily because of the weight, but because that 25 pounds, their, their percentage of body fat, you know, is, so if they had a scan or they had something where people can see the scientific results of their weight loss journey that would be beneficial but 
you know, there would need to be a poll of how many people are truly interested in, in, in that information. Many are just interested in seeing, uh, hearing or seeing the scale say, I lost 20 pounds. I lost 25 pounds. Not really, you know, well, what's their body like? Because you can be one weight and not exercise and be that same weight and exercise and look like you're 20 pounds thinner. And right. now you have a healthy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and that's what a body uh, scan or, or that information would help with somebody that's interested in that. Right. And now Brandy also asked about your favorite ever plan of WW. Do you have a favorite plan? Do I have a favorite plan? Hmm. I have been on probably almost all of the plans. Almost. Except I think there might have been one years ago called Fit and Fiber. Um, and I would have to say, and I've been, I would have to say freestyle or, and I don't even, I can't even recall the one before that where it um, was just like freestyle, um, but no, you know, no points. He didn't count points where, you know, the um, I, I'm drawing a blank on the name of it, um, but you know what I'm talking about, um, where it was just basically Whole Foods. It was, was it you know, Whole Foods. It wasn't, I don't think it was called, it might've been smart choice. It was the one where it was nothing to do with points and you can eat, you know, whole grains, potatoes, vegetables, you know, everything was considered zero, but you, you didn't have to follow points. It was before it might freestyle, be freestyle then it might be, it was before it was actually before freestyle it was called something else. And I can't remember what it was. It was a, a sideline to another a program that, was with it. You could do this or you can do this point program, green 20, you know, whatever points it was. And I'm just totally drawing a blank on that program now because there's been so many similar ones. Freestyle basically was a knockoff of that program that they did away with. Okay. They did away with that program, but it was a, it was um, side by side with a, a points program as well. You had this choice of doing this one or points. I gotcha. Um, I can't remember it, but I think it, the, it, and then yeah. freestyle came along. I got you. <clears throat> I think that my favorite ever aspect of any of WW's plans, I think they got really crazy when they started splitting it up. You know, the green, blue, and purple. Right. When they started doing that stuff, then you had a bunch of people that actually thought one was better than the other. It doesn't really matter what you choose as long as you do it consistently. If you're not doing Correct. what's required consistently, it doesn't matter which one you choose, you're going to fail no matter what. Just the purple started. plan was similar to what I'm talking about before freestyle came along. Okay. And I okay. liked blue and freestyle or freestyle first. Right. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. And so whatever the plans were before they introduced green, blue, and purple, that, that was my favorite. I forget the name of it then. It was freestyle. It was oh, freestyle. Oh, was it freestyle then? And then they, and then they went to, I thought it was smart points when I first started. There was smart points for, then freestyle and then blue, green, and purple. Okay. So and blue, green, and purple. Blue was basically freestyle. Okay. Blue was freestyle. Green was basically smart points and purple was the plan I was talking about. Okay. which I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. So, so that was my, uh, before they started making things complicated and having people question, Oh, which plan is the best plan? It, it really, 
is you. It's not the plan. If you're going to take your inconsistent bad behavior to green, to blue, to purple, you're going to fail the same way in all three plans because of your behavior, not because of um, the plan. You know, and that's just the way I've always felt about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there, I mean, listen, I know the ropes. I have played with Weight Watchers in the past. You can tweak it and you can play with it to, you know, make it look like it's working and the ins and outs of it. And the bottom line is you're only fooling yourself when you do that. You know, um, you're, you're not. You might actually ahead. even get away with because there were certain things I felt like I got away with right. in the very beginning. So the, the higher my weight was, the more I got away with. And as I started dropping weight, the less I got away with. And now more than ever, it's the least I'm getting away with now. And, um, and I think that's uh, where I separate where now I have to begin a new journey with, with regards to strength training and really change. Yes. When are you going to do that? (laughs) I wanted what I wanted. See, I don't want to go into it with, um, I don't want to go into it blind. Right. And that's a big part of me. Like I want to be able to gauge data and when I can get a DEXA scan and I could see what, where am I currently? And then at least six or seven months or a year from now, even if I can go back and do another DEXA scan and see how I've improved in six months, I don't want to go about this. Um, I've seen the lack of scale movement make people crazy when they are chasing something that doesn't, um, necessarily move the scale. When you're chasing strength training, it may change your body composition, but the scale may not go anywhere. And That's you're, true. Right? Actually, and, you might initially gain weight in the beginning. Right. And uh, it, I could, I seen it, I've seen it make people crazy. But if you have that data to start the journey, there's no opportunity to get crazy because this is where I started, this is where I am, and you're, you're, completely gauging your activity. So at this point, I'm just, every time I have a little bit of money, it needs to go to something else kind of a thing. Like well, that. so here's the thing. And here's what I, I think, I mean, it would be great if you can have the digital um, data. Okay. That would be wonderful. But you know, before digital came along, there's that old fashioned way there's measurement. And believe me, right. after several weeks of, doing some kind of, you know, incorporating strength training, if you're taking measurements, you're going to see a difference, you know, so you can measure your arms, you can measure your thighs, you can measure, you know, your hips, your waist, your chest, you're going to see a difference after a while if you're consistent at doing it. So um, digital would be very, very nice, but you may be waiting a very long time until that happens for you. So don't put off what you can do today. Don't put it off for tomorrow. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. With that, okay, so we've answered those questions. Now I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. And uh, so you, you can uh, answer it no matter how, how you how, – just answer it as honestly as you can, as you want to. I don't, I don't take care either way, however you answer this. My best. <laughs> <laughs> um, what – you know I'm honest anyway, and I don't hold back. <laughs> if there was, if there was one, so you know me from the day one of this journey. If there was one thing about me you want, you could change. If there was something that made you crazy every time you see that I do it, and you, it's one thing you want to change about me and what I, how I handle my journey. What would that be? Okay, 
Well, I go back to the very beginning. You were almost um, opposing, I'll say, okay, <laughs> with everything until your wife or I proved you wrong. Okay. So, um, but skipping over the years, if I can change one thing that you do, okay, is I don't understand. And I know that you track everything and you count the points and you allot for them on your weekends. But why do you feel that you let go on the weekends or you have to let go on the weekends that you, I'm not going to say you let it be a free for all because you don't, you track everything. Okay. But why, why do you feel you need to do that? That you can't either do it during the week where you have to wait for the weekend to eat something. Okay. Um, and then maybe, and, and, and I think you enjoy and both do that. Um, is where you allow yourself to eat whatever you want, whether it's a burger and fries and stuff like that. But you know it's not good for your journey, okay? You can make it just as good without indulging in that restaurant-style stuff. You know what I'm saying? I got you, or yeah. eating, eating it leaner. So that was would probably be what makes me crazy. Um, <laughs> listen, we all indulge on an occasion, you know, a special occasion. We may eat something, you know, out of the box or whatever it is in a restaurant or at home or at a party. But um, why is it okay that on the weekend you have pancakes and whatever else you eat and other stuff? And, and even though you have all the points for it and you account for it, I mean, do you feel like you have to? Do you look forward to it? Or, or why can't you just kind of treat it the same? And whatever you, if you make a choice, you make a choice in a restaurant. If you want it, you have it. But not, you understand what I'm I getting I understand at. exactly what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I'm actually coming to the realization of- uh, Especially you work so I, hard during the week. Right. That is going to offset the hard work during the week that you do, no matter, even if you're in your points. Right. And in my process of chasing macros- and how I'm, you know, learning to cut down on carbs and change the way I eat. Um, I've noticed how different I feel on the weekends. I could actually feel the the fatigue. I feel so tired on the weekends, and it's the only difference is the amount of uh, carbohydrates taken in on the weekends is far different, and it's a stark difference between the amount I'm taking during the week. So now I'm seeing, like, okay, what are you really doing to yourself here? So in my next phase of my journey, um, which happens in another few weeks, uh, I'm actually going to cut the weekend in half and work on Sundays and to bring Sundays to be the same as the rest of the week and then go from there. Okay. So that's, so, my, that's I mean, my current plan. But, but uh, it's, it's also even, you know, we all, even during the week, the choices that we might make, make us feel different. The foods that we eat definitely make us feel different when we're not eating the better foods. Right. You know, I mean. Now, okay, so I got another question for you. What do you feel is my greatest strength? I feel your greatest strength is to pres the persistence of knowledge and continuing to evolve. That you, from your journey when I met you to where you were at then, to where you are at now, and you're seeking ways to um, better your health, um, better your lifestyle, um, seeking that 
till you get to that. And I don't ever say there's going to be a perfect thing that's going to work at, um, the way you want it to work. So you don't stop. You're not just settling for WW. You're setting for settling. You know, you're looking for other things. You're looking into the macros and the nutrition and the information. Um, you're still looking to learn and grow. And I don't think anybody should ever stop learning and growing. I think they should con always continue to, um, you know, learn, whether it's about health, about food, about anything in general. Um, you are constantly looking to make your journey more successful. And, and that, I think, is one of your greatest strengths. And, of course, obviously, consistency. So, um, And your, 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 your will and desire and goal to help others. And, okay, so if you... What would you like to see me try? Well, you, I guess you kind of covered that with uh, changing how I eat on the weekends. I was going to ask, what would you like to see me do next in my journey? That, and I would like you to not wait till you get a DEXA scan to start um, a mild strength training program. And not to, to replace what you're doing, but to add it in one or two days a week initially. You know, nothing that you might see great results from initially, mm -hmm. but, um, to, you know, to try it. I, I like just like with golf. What were you waiting for? You know, right, right. to get out there and swing that golf club. You know, get 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 and do it. You know, you didn't have to wait till you got to goal or to a uh, to a wait. You know, it's just the things, get I out guess, there and do it. Yeah, we put things in our head that things should go a certain way, and then they become gospel. You know, kind of a thing where they don't have to be. You know, exactly. I mean, you're you're looking for that perfect moment or that perfect storm. You know, I just um, want to know where I started. Right. So that there's no guesswork. I hate, I think I hate guesswork the most. So you, you start by your weight, you start by your measurements and you start by your stamina. Can you, you know, I, I could only lift five pounds the first time I did this workout. Now I can lift 15 pounds six weeks later. You understand that mm -hmm. there's your measurement. It makes sense. And then, you know, so. All right. Your wife knows about that. Yeah, she does. She <laughs> yeah, actually, she's doing really well with the, uh, the whole Lift 4 program. She's doing great. That's right. That's right. And, uh, that's what probably what I'll be doing is the Lift 4 program. Uh, I, just ha I was obsessed with knowing my current uh, body fat percentage. Don't I be upset. That will make <laughs> you crazy. Listen, here I am at 66 and a half years old. I got a workout bench. Okay. I know. I, I know that. <laughs> you're, weeks you're ago. Awesome. You're awesome. So. Um, okay. So what, what would you like to see happen with this podcast? I definitely like to see it become number one. Um, I would like to see you do uh, more. Um, I, I love your podcast. I'd like to see you do more interaction with other either individual members um, especially like I love the podcast and it was your anniversary last year that you did with people that lost over a hundred and, um, <clears throat> or that for the hundred and fiftieth episode, episode, yeah, episode, episode. Yeah. you know, I think that was a fabulous podcast, um, among, you know, so many of them are great. Um, I loved when you had, um, um, the behavior therapist, um, uh, cognitive therapist, yeah. Allison on, I think that was great. Um, I definitely picked up a couple of things from her, especially on the second podcast. 
um, you know, my Lily's chips, that's an addiction for me. (laughs) 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 That's my sweet thing, you know, and that's not the healthiest thing, but it's not terrible. You know, we all have our uh, vices, I'll say. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, um, I I think if you can, and I know, listen, it's not your full-time job, but it's your enjoyable job. And um, if you can um, do one-on-ones with other people, um, you know, even if it's a member, a member that's got a struggling issue or a member that's, you know, uh, just started or, you know, I I think it would be great. Um, You know, a member that has a health condition that got better. um, I think that would be great. You know, take just a, a minute or two here. And if there was anybody out listening right now who was frustrated and wants to quit now that the WW shackles are off and you can say whatever you want to someone like that, um, take the next two minutes and talk to them how you always wanted to say. One thing I can say to people out there, I have a congenital birth defect that wasn't detected until about seven or eight years ago, actually. And, um, I have a very severe history on both sides of my family of illness and especially on one side of severe heart disease. And if it wasn't for the fact that I was overweight most of my life and I wasn't always trying to lose weight and get healthier, um, I probably would follow in some of their footsteps between diabetes, heart disease, high cholesterol, high blood pressure. Okay. And there's also a history of cancer. What I have, there is no medication. There is no anything that I can do, but the bottom line down the road is surgery. I actually thought um, this summer, very recently, I, that, that I was going to have to do surgery. Luckily, I do not right now, but I will. And I said to my doctor, if you told me that if I ate raw vegetables, that this will help fix it, I would be the kind of person, I may not do it 100%, but 90% of the time I'd be eating raw vegetables because I care about myself and my health, okay? I would do whatever is necessary. He said to me, there is nothing I can do. Everything I am doing, I don't have heart disease. I don't have high cholesterol. I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have diabetes. I am not overweight. I exercise. I am doing everything right now to help myself. Had I had other issues, I probably would have been looking at surgery prior or now. So, you know, in that sense, I mean, it's inevitable. I'm going to have to have surgery down the road. I just don't know when, you know, it, it, it's looking more sooner than it was a few years ago. But um, again, I can't stress health for people, you know, fitting in points into the program, you know, and in, in eating this and eating your fast food and eating your bacon or eating whatever. If you have a health condition, if you have diabetes, you have high cholesterol, you have high blood pressure, you are not doing yourself any favors. You know, if you eat it once in a while, that's not what's going to hurt you. It's 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 what you're doing on a daily basis. That's what you need to concentrate on. Um, So, I mean, that's me. I am an advocate for health. I am an advocate for no medication. Um, You know, any anything you can do to prevent those things. I'm willing to do what it takes. Not everybody is, you know, but I think you have one body. Um, that's all you have. You know, it's not made out of concrete like a house might be or whatever your house is made of. 
that's it. You have one body. And if you don't treat it right and you abuse it, you know, or you eat the wrong things or do the wrong things, it's going to reflect later on. And it's going to be harder in your life later on. So that that's that's advice if I can give anybody, you know, look at what you're doing. It's not always easy. You don't always make the best decision. But if you're only making that decision once in a while versus every day, you know, it's it's a, a difference. Never give up, okay, because you didn't like where you were, where you started. And whether it's with WW or another program, you know, just make it a, a healthful journey, not one of these uh, crazy um, fad diets. Make it a healthy journey. Do your research. You know, know what's good for you. Know what works for you. Um, don't try to fit things in, in the points. Try to be helpful. Um, you know, as far as WW is, um, like, again, they promote it to be easy for you. You can eat this. You can eat that. If it's in with your points, you need to focus more on the health journey end of it. If you're, you know, not just about the losing weight end of it. Because if you don't focus on the health journey and the healthy lifestyle, you're eventually going to put that weight back on. And your, your health will be even worse because of it. Um, so don't be fooled by, you know, ads and things that are easy. This is a journey. You are in this forever. It is not something you lose weight. Okay, I'm done. It, you know, you lose weight, you get to go. You're still learning. You're still finding things out, the ways to make it work for you. So, you know, it may seem like you have a long haul ahead of you. You have a lot to work on. You have a lot of weight to lose. But it's a day-by-day -day thing. It's a meal-by-meal -meal thing. It's an activity-by-activity. -activity. Um, don't give up. That's, that's all I can say. Be persistent. Be consistent. Um, put the work in. You won't be sorry. It's not about deprivation. I don't think people have to deprive themselves. They have to find what they like or they have to find ways to make um, I think food should be enjoyable. I disagree with you. Um, it should be fuel, but I think it should be enjoyable. I don't want to eat something that doesn't taste good, um, but I know it's good for me. I want to eat it because I know it's good for me and it also tastes good. You know, that that's me, you know, so... I can see you. They're not going to be able to see you when you do this <laughs> podcast. So I can see you smiling and I can see you laughing. But food should be enjoyable. You should enjoy your food um, no matter what you're eating. I, think, but it I think enjoying food is exactly why we're in the positions we're in. Um, yes and no. Okay. <laughs> what, because, what's to stop uh, you? Okay, look, let's say you enjoy food. And let's say when you were at your worst, you enjoyed Big Macs. And when you're at your best, you enjoy cauliflower pizza. <laughs> what is the... That's not really that healthy for you. <laughs> okay, right, whatever. <laughs> Just plug in whatever you want to plug in there. I don't really care on that end. But what I'm saying is, what's how many steps are you from going back to the Big Mac if the joy is still connected? Because of my desire to live, and that's me personally, health. Health is my number one goal. 
And so I don't want to, and I am in those so-called golden years, and I'm actually, my official last day of work is this Friday, a little earlier than I planned. Um, I'll be retired at the end of September, though. Um, I don't want to live in aches and pains and um, disease as I get older. I want to enjoy my life and feel comfortable in my movement and in my actions and be able to do things with my grandkids, kids, dance, all that stuff. You know, um, I don't want my health or my weight to hold me back on anything or the way my body feels because of me giving it the wrong fuel, me giving it the wrong food like that big. I won't. I mean, first of all, I don't eat meat anymore, but I would never go eat that Big Mac. I'm not going to say I didn't used to love chicken wings. Right. I couldn't even look at them now because they're unhealthy. I'll make cauliflower wings or something else, but I won't use the fat and the oil. No, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I I won't use cauliflower. I know. I love, I happen to love cauliflower, but (laughs) I won't use, I won't, you can eat, eat this way and eat unhealthy. Okay. Uh, I, my goal is health and to be disease free. There are many things you can do to prevent cancer happening. You know, I mean, you, I can have a whole other podcast about what's in foods and what causes, you know, disease and cancer and how it could be prevented because let's face it, you know, the stuff out there is killing us. And I, I feel mean, like, I feel oh. like that's where I'm right now. I'm on the doorstep of exploring everything you just said. The stuff out there is killing us. I mean, honestly, you know, the, the in, in the supermarkets, in the yeah, I get products, it. you know. Maybe one day we'll have a podcast about that. <laughs> There's a lot of them you could listen to about health. <laughs> I do all that. That's like my hobby. I listen to health podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for joining me. You are welcome. Have fun editing this. <laughs> right, it, will, it will be fun. But either way, it's going to be the best episode ever. I hope so. I appreciate it. And I, every word I say about you is the truth. You know, I, I, how I feel for you and your family and where you've come, Donato, you are amazing. You are doing amazing things for people. Look at the size of your challenge group now. There are a lot of people that are really working hard. I think this challenge that you're doing is great. People are seeing what other people are doing. People are engaging a lot. Yeah, I saw that. I, I think that's what I'm enjoying the most is the engagement. It's- I am too. I mean, uh, uh, and, and I love to see they're striving for their journeys, you know, and sharing their stories. I love it. Um, you know, and um, we all have them out there. We all have our stories. Yeah. So uh, thanks for joining me. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. <laughs> all right. Good luck. Good <laughs> all right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode today. If there is one thing I hope you grasp from today's episode, it is when the ultimate quest for us to be going after is the pursuit of true health. At the core of all of our health problems is how we should be attacking our journey. Now, this may not make sense to you. This may be a little foreign to you, this way of thinking. But if we figure out what our health problems really are, not just on a 
I'm uh, I'm at an unhealthy weight. No, a bigger than that. Uh, go higher. 40,000 foot view. All of your health problems. They all stem. All diseases. All sickness. All illness. All stems from nutrition. Now it's more evident than it ever was. The ingredients in our food, the pesticides used to grow the food, all of it. They are causing health problems that if we don't really get a grip on what it will take to truly fix our health, we're going to be going around in circles forever. As long as you're worried about fitting what's unhealthy into your healthy life, you're going to go around in circles forever. And you're going to stay sick forever. Because these things are designed to make us addicted. They are designed to keep us sick. Because as long as we stay sick, we stay dependent on a system that is only out to take our money. It is not out to heal us. It is not out to make us healthy. It is not out to anything except the green paper in our wallets. The sooner you realize that, the better off you be. And so, when you start attacking your health on a real level, figuring out the core of why you have the health problems you have, and starting to attack at the core, there is a way to eat for everybody to fix their health problems. I don't care what the health problems are. There is a way to eat for everybody. And you have to figure it out for yourself. No one can just say, here, here's the plan. You have to do the research. You have to open up the, the book and gain the knowledge necessary for you to pursue what's really important. Your health, your life, your longevity. It's up to you. Do the work and you'll have what you want. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.